Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai for 32 years. I'm so excited to be here today. Steve Paulette's car broke down. He needed to be towed to the station. Can you imagine? God bless him. He's so committed to us, the Weekend Warrior Nation. The car's being towed. He got in a taxi. Literally minutes, minutes ago. I'm flying into the studio, and here we are. Wow, what a show we have planned. My guest at 8.15 is the great Dr. Mark Weissman. He's a podiatrist who took care of my foot. I was limping. I had such a painful problem on the bottom of my foot. And I'm a surgeon. I got to stand all day. I thought it was a plantar wart. He figured it out. It wasn't. I couldn't wait to tell him, you need to be my guest. And so at 8.15, we're going to talk. Talk about foot problems. But particularly, I'm fascinated by a diagnosis that he makes all the time called plantar fasciitis. Plantar is the Latin word for the bottom of your foot. Fascia is the canvas-like material that keeps the arch of your foot, and it's a canvas-like cable almost, a sheet of canvas that goes from your calcaneus, your heel bone, to the balls of your feet. And when it rips off of the bone, Albert Pujols suffered from this. Many athletes, many weekend warriors. It's this rip of the canvas off of the bone. The canvas is horizontal. The heel bone is attachment is vertical. And it either partially starts tearing, horrifically painful, or it just rips. And so the whole idea of a horizontal structure meeting a vertical structure and that connection is plantar fasciitis. But you know how much I love the world of art, the world of sports, the world of surgery. All week long, I'm thinking about where's plantar fasciitis in art? Where is it in surgery? Where is it in sports? Wait till you hear what I've put together. I'll give you a clue. It involves the singer, one of the greatest female singers of all time, Chardet. Why would that have anything to do with plantar fasciitis? Stay tuned, which I know you will. Clapper Vision is going to be about Anthony Davis coming back to play for the Lakers. 
What a joy to see him the other night. What a joy to see him today, this afternoon, which will be on this station. What is this ramp up? What does that mean? Well, here's a clap provision. You buy a brand new car. You know what they tell you? Don't drive over 60 miles an hour for the first 10,000 miles of the car. You got to break it in. The lubrication of the cylinders, the pistons as they flow, how all the pipes, how all the belts, how everything works. You really need to have that quiet itself down. And that's what a ramp up is. You can't just start racing that car brand new at 80 miles an hour. So it takes time. There's a term we use in orthopedic surgery called the kinetic chain. If you go on my Twitter account, you'll see the very first shot that Anthony Davis made after being being away for two months. What a beautiful shot it was. You know why? Because it shows you that the tip of his toe, the bottom of his foot, where the plantar fascia is, meets the Achilles tendon insertion where he had his tendinosis. Watch him go from the tip of his toes. You can see the energy going into his calcaneus, his heel bone, up the Achilles tendon, up his calf muscles, that energy going through his thigh, through his hip, through his paraspinal muscles, into his shoulder, into his elbow, into his wrist, and that beautiful follow-through of the shot from the tip of his fingers. Yes, the tip of your toe meets the tips of your fingers in Steph Curry, in Clay Thompson, when you see beautiful basketball shots, the kinetic chain. And I saw that watching Anthony Davis play. He's back. I cannot wait. And soon it'll be LeBron James as well. But let's get into plantar fasciitis. You can't hear it. It's in the bottom of your foot, but boy, can you feel it. So I want to tell you a story. I'm in my orthopedic training from 1984 to 1988 at the Hospital for Special Surgery, which is considered the best place for orthopedics in the world. And I was very lucky to do my residency there, 84 to 88. And at this time, I'm listening to the radio. There's no iPhones. There's no, there's no nothing like we have now. But there was the radio. And on the radio, I could hear a voice that I never heard before. It was this woman, Charday. She was a fashion model, half Nigerian and half British, who was a model. She was going to art school. Her friends in the art school decided they were going to put a band together. They needed a lead singer. She's beautiful. They figured, okay, you go in front until we find the lead singer. You know, you, you'll be our lead singer. They don't know that she can sing or not. And she starts singing. And the voice and the sound of her voice, I remember vividly hearing it for the first time on the radio going, oh my God, this woman is hypnotizing in her voice. And I fell in love with Charday. She put out a bunch of albums, immediately became a star, 40 million records, the whole bit. Such a star that she meets a Spanish film director, gets married. And the marriage disintegrates and it's a terrible divorce so she stops making records she's dealing with her personal life okay fine 
I just would listen to Smooth Operator and all the great songs that she came up with. Well, I remember vividly in the year 2000, 21 years ago, being in the operating room with Gene Crawford and a tech named Shabeza, who, may he rest in peace, died in a car accident. But I remember he and I loved listening to Chardet, and I was so excited. You're going to ask yourself, what does this have to do with plantar fasciitis? Keep listening, you're going to hear. I'm in the operating room, and I love listening to music. Eric Clapton, you know the whole story. You listen to this show, you know how much music is important to me. In your life, in my life, it's like a heartbeat. But here it was, she hadn't put out an album in eight years. And now, in the year 2000, she launches a record, an album called Lover's Rock. Shabazz and I in the operating was so excited. I'm about to do a knee replacement, a hip replacement, put on the music. And the very first song is this one called By My Side. I'll play a little bit of it. But I want you to pay attention to the squeaking of the guitar. That's the plantar fasciitis. Listen to By My Side, Lover's Rock from Chardet. But listen to a guitar making a sound you've never heard before because it's an abnormality. Like plantar fasciitis is an abnormality. The guitar strings are horizontal. The tips of the guitar player's fingers are hitting the strings vertically, just like the plantar fascia hits the calcaneus. But here it's being done incorrectly. It's squeaking. Listen to the... I can't hear it. You hear the squeaks? There it is. You think I'd leave your side, baby? When she was interviewed about this record, she said, I've been away for eight years, getting my life back together again. And when I sat down with the guitar player, Stuart Matthewman, I told him, we're not going to try to make things nice. This is going to be a rough album because my life has been rough. We're going to leave all the warts and blemishes in. We're going to leave the squeaking guitar in place. I remember listening to this in the operating room going, oh my God, I almost it hurts your ears to listen to the squeaking of the guitar. But it's key to this song. She's right yet again. And this made me think about today's show, plantar fasciitis, when things don't go well where the horizontal meets the vertical. Wait till you hear what I'm going to talk about in sports where the horizontal. I'll give you a clue. It involves Daryl Dawkins. But let's listen to elite guitar players teaching classical guitar students what causes the squeak and how to avoid it, just like Dr. Weissman teaching us how to do stretching exercises to care for plantar fasciitis. But first, let's get a little history about squeaking. We are going to talk about squeaking on the classical guitar, on any guitar, really. Ah, it's very easy, especially when we're playing really complex music, to just get a lot of string noise, a lot of foot shuffling, a lot of squeaking, a lot of creaking, a lot of that type of sound and it can be really grating for people who aren't used to it except if you're Chardet 
and you want to have the plantar fasciitis. You have to be able to listen to what you're actually playing. We also oftentimes have this disconnect of what we are hearing in our head that we want it to be and what is actually coming out of our guitar. So we have to first and foremost actually listen to what it is that we're actually doing. Once you play a note and want to move to another note, instead of, especially on shifts, instead of initiating your move, you lift straight up first. And then you move. Now, here's the thing. Once you lift something, if you lift it too fast, it'll make a sound of its own. And if you lift at an angle this way or this way, then you'll actually be doing a pull-off. So instead what you have to do is basically release pressure first and then lift your finger. And then release pressure and then lift your finger. Release pressure. How to angle your fingers. This is what stretching exercises are. We're not talking cortisone shots. We're not talking surgery. The very way you take your fingers on that guitar string is exactly the different therapies that are in, in, in used for plantar fasciitis. So it becomes this... It becomes an entire little routine that you have to do. And yes, it seems like that this would be too much to do if you were actually playing a whole bunch of music, but you just have to slow down and really clue into it first in, in your practice, especially with scales, arpeggio practice, anything that you're doing in technique practice, and then put it onto that later. Now, the lift, the lift and move, you can think of a helicopter, up, down, up, down like this. Yeah, the helicopter leaves the pad, flies, and then lands again. That's what you're supposed to do with your fingers. But here's some other suggestions. And think about how to stretch your plantar fascia how to play the guitar without squeaking. The next way is that if you do have a move and you need to actually slide, there's a couple of like there's a couple of ways because if you have a big slide, something like like that, it can be very squeaky. Now the first thing you can do is just use the pad of your finger. And that helps. The other thing, and this is a little bit crass, but it sure does work, is you just reach into your lip and grab a little bit of spit. just wets the tip of your finger it softens the skin temporarily and then it reduces it reduces the squeak yeah that's the cortisone shot that's the spit basically the changing the lubrication if you will which unfortunately continues in cortisone's case to stay there and cause all kinds of problems in my opinion but what about surgery is there a surgical way to deal with plantar fasciitis yes is there a surgical way to deal with your guitar strings that squeak Listen to his suggestion. Lastly, if you're recording and would like to really cut down on your squeaks, they sell special strings that are highly polished, and you can you can get those. They're a little bit pricey, but um, you know, if you're recording, why not? They they die pretty quickly. Um, they don't last very long. They're not bright for very long. But if you're recording, they could be a good option for you. Here's another expert. He's going to teach us that. In a six-string guitar, I never knew this, I'm ignorant, the top three strings are called the bass, the lower three strings are called the treble. Guess what? You can slide all you want on the treble, on the lower three strings, but you cannot on the top three, the bass, then you'll get the squeak. Is that generally speaking, when uh, changing position, if the form of your hand stays the same or very similar, You'll always want to slide on the trebles, so this means on the first uh, three strings. 
but uh, not on the basis. On the basis you would want to lift uh, the finger, do the position change and replace the first finger again on, on the fingerboard. So listen to him play this classical song where he intentionally is squeaking. Then we're going to hear him play it with the treatment where the plantar fasciitis no longer is painful. We don't hear the squeaking. I love this. Perhaps a better example of this point is uh, Francisco Tarrega's beautiful piece, Lagrima, where uh, the most of the recordings I hear on YouTube sound something like this. what I would like you to do is to always try to lift the first or the second finger when doing the position changes and it will transform this piece into something really really beautiful. Do the stretching exercises, be a helicopter with your fingers, he's giving you the treatment to get that pain to go away. This is what plantar fasciitis would have sounded like. Now you're going to hear a foot like mine now that doesn't hurt anymore. Coming up next, where is plantar fasciitis illustrated visually in sports? Where do I see it? I hear it in squeaking guitars and Chardes by my side. But where did I see it in my lifetime? In 1979, Daryl Dawkins, 6 foot 11, right out of high school, 300 pounds, before there was a shack. There was Daryl Dawkins, and he used to break that horizontal hoop, shatter it from the vertical backboard. You got to hear his story from the likes of Julius Irving, Dr. J. We'll get into it coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. Holy emoji, clap, man. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Holy slip disc. That's right, Robin. Hear listeners talk about their aches and pains. Holy hamstrings. Along with Doc's clapper vision. Breathe deeply. And advice to callers. On your toes, Robin. So like, follow, and enjoy. A wise decision. The Weekend Wear Facebook page. Frankly, I can think of nothing more stimulating. On, it's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Sometimes you can call me Smokey. Sometimes you can call me Rocky. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Today I want to be Tito, Dr. Tito Clapper. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. First, I want to give a shout-out to Sasha Kazak. He works for the appliance repair company, Alan Edwards. And Sasha came out and fixed my stove this week. Why did he have to fix my stove? Because there was too much spraying going on to clean the grease. And you don't want to be doing that because it ruins the way the actuator occurs 
electrically to light the pilot light. Who knew? But he's a real pro, Sasha. Alan Edwards. Shout out. Wait till you hear the food idea I have. You know, I'm thinking about plantar fasciitis all week long. I'm thinking about how the horizontal, the plantar fascia, rips from the calcaneus painfully, the vertical. You heard about the squeaking guitars already. You're about to hear about Daryl Dawkins. But what about food? Where? Where do we see plantar fasciitis that you can eat? I always use that clapper vision of the bow and arrow, right? Where the string of the bow meets the bow. And that junction of the horizontal with the bow fraying. That's exactly what plantar fasciitis looks like. The arch of your foot is like the bow of the bow and arrow. Well, who shot a bow and arrow? Well, when you fall in love, they say it's Cupid. Shot an arrow in my heart. Right? Coincidentally, the food place we're going to talk about is called Cupid. Because to me, there's no better horizontal than a hot dog, than a chili dog, Going into the vertical face that you have. Dr. Clapper. That hot dog. Let's not get sexual here with a train going in a tunnel. Alfred Hitchcock. Take it easy. No. But I am talking about a hot dog going into your mouth. My mouth is watering already. Because research for this show. Middle of the week. My wife thought I was going to Trader Joe's to get chocolate. But no, I made a detour. Destroyed the evidence, by the way. I threw the, I threw it, <laughs> the wrappings out at the garbage can at Trader Joe's. Hello there. <laughs> That's right. Because before I went to Trader Joe's, I went to Lindley and Sherman Way. Because there's a Cupid's there. Since 1962. The Walsh family. Now it's the grandchildren again. Here's, here's what's so amazing about this, because this is life in 1962. I drove to the hot dog stand. I parked my car. No valet parking. No meter. It's free. I got out of my car. I went up to the front stand. They don't make French fries. They're not. It's a hot dog stand. You order this chili dog. I can't even speak. My mouth is so filled with saliva. And they had a special. They also have a new thing, a Chicago dog. How could I resist? I got I got in my car. I don't know, maybe in two minutes, I put that horizontal into the vertical, and goodbye, Charlie was the Cupid's hot dog. And? Oh, God. It. Plantar fasciitis in my mouth. That's what I had. Cupid's hot dogs. Check it out. All right, 1975, I graduate from high school, and so does this NBA iconic star and he has since passed away of a heart attack which is terrible but his name was Daryl Dawkins Daryl Dawkins six foot eleven 300 pounds massive guy and he said I I ain't going to college no one ever did it before it wasn't it wasn't Moses Malone as the trivia answer of who is the first player to leave high school and come right to the NBA it was Daryl Dawkins, and he got criticized. He's not developed enough and immature, blah, 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 all the, the nonsense. Look at Luka Doncic for the Dallas Mavericks. He's been playing professional basketball since he's 13. 
What a crazy NCAA rules we have, but don't get me started. But Daryl Dawkins left high school. Big, strong. 1975, joins the Philadelphia 76ers, and who does he play along with? World B Free and Dr. J. Four years into his career, what does he do? He goes up, he's so big and strong, grabs the rim, pulls and does this massive dunk. He loved dunking so much. Shaquille O'Neal kind of refers to him as his dad in basketball because of the dunk aspects of his career. And you'll hear that in a second. But he broke the backboard. He broke the glass and went shattering. Three weeks later in San Antonio, he does it again. This time, Larry O'Brien, the commissioner, calls him and says, Daryl, if you do it again, we're going to fine you. And by the way, we're going to now have to make the backboards of a different material because you are violently disrupting the horizontal rim, the plantar fascia, with the vertical backboard, the calcaneus. Here's Robin Roberts talking about Daryl Dawkins. Shaquille O'Neal, he dunks. Daryl Dawkins dunks. <laughs> Daryl Dawkins grew up in Orlando, Florida. And as a teenager, he built his strength working summers in a tire company while honing his skill in pickup games. In 1975, at age 18, he became the first player drafted by the NBA directly from high school. He was a man-child. He was young, he was immature, he was trying to belong and prove that he belonged at an early age. That was Bob Lanier calling Daryl Dawkins a man-child. Listen to Dr. J. Julius Irving, who was on that 76er team with him. And he won a championship, by the way, Daryl Dawkins. But he was on that team and witnessed in 1979 a human being shattering glass everywhere, the glass backboard in the NBA. Listen to Julius Irving recount the story. Such a sight because the glass went everywhere and Robenzine was under the basket and he was trying to get out of the way. He was running and uh, Daryl was in shock. First thing I was thinking is, oh man, I got to get out of here. All this glass is coming down. I was like, please don't fail me now. I remember that was pretty scary because, I mean, even when you see that in slow motion, I mean, you see all this glass just coming down. That was very dangerous. Like, here's Craig Sager, may he rest in peace, talking about, he heard about the backboard shattering from across the street. He came running over. The game wasn't televised by anybody, but it was across the street from my TV station. So I went over to my cameraman to shoot some highlights and uh, do some post-game interviews. This is what's left of the Philadelphia 76ers backboard. And I know this has to be a disappointment to you and to all the fans. Well, it's uncalled for. You know, it didn't have to happen, but that's Daryl Dawkins. When you look at that bench and you see the one guy jump over the bench like he was coming to the bench like he was a, like a monster. Like, this guy just broke the back, but I don't want to go near him. He's no monster. He actually named his dunks before Shaquille O'Neal. Remember? Call me the big Aristotle, the big Socrates. It was Daryl Dawkins. He was like from another planet. Lovetron, I think he called it. That planet he was from. But he used to name his dunks. So creative. He was an original. He actually wrote poetry based on shattering backboards and glass flying, Robenzine crying or something. Glass breaking, bump, bump roasting, rim shaking. Oh, what is it? Babies crying, Robenzine fly all. Oh, the chocolate thunder flying, glass flying, Robenzine crying, 
Babies crying, glass still flying, cats crying, rock roast and bun toast, and thank you, Ram Ma'am, I am Jay. Here's Scott Pollard telling us some of the names of the dunks. I'd like to see some of these dunks here. The Your Mama, the Turbo Sexophonic <laughs> Delight Dunk. Left-handed Spine Chillin' Supreme. Oh, the right-handed Spine Chillin' Supreme. The Cover Your Head, the Rump Roaster, the Bun Toaster, the In Your Face Disgrace, Chocolate Thunder Flying, Babies Crying, Cats Crying, Rump Roasting, Bun Toasting, Thank You, Wham, Ma'am, I Am Jam. Try saying that one ten times fast. <laughs> He was something else, Daryl Dawkins. Plantar fasciitis in sports, the horizontal fascia, the hoop against the vertical backboard. Your calcaneus ripping. Nobody ripped it better than Daryl Dawkins. Doug Collins to Daryl Dawkins. Oh, hey, he did it again. He broke it again. The fans in Philadelphia say, hey, you did one on the road. You got to do one for us. And I kept saying, no, nah, no. Nah. They said, no, you got to do it. So I seized the opportunity. I moved in, attacked the basket, boom! And this one, the whole rim came out. So I had to get out of the way again. Well, if you see me, I threw in the past, and then I started sliding out of there because I knew he was going to try to tear it down. He was empowered by this, this whole this whole thing, this whole breaking of the backboard thing. And I think that kind of broke him into a habit because <laughs> he almost broke his back that time. Yeah, the commissioner called him. Larry O'Brien, you better stop, Daryl. He just basically pulled the rim off into his hands. I mean, you see it laying on the floor. I mean, he just pulled the bolts out of the, the entire backboard. Um, I think after that one, I think he got the commissioner's attention. It was like, hey, this is the commissioner. And I went to my office tomorrow at 9 o'clock in the morning. I was like, uh-oh, Lawrence O'Brien called me in. He said, it's dangerous. I want you to stop doing it. If you don't, it's going to be $5,000 every time we do it. I stopped. He changed the way... They build backboards and rims. Are you, are you are you kidding me? Like because of him, there's breakaway baskets. Daryl Dawkins is the is the father of Power Duncan. I'm just one of his sons, probably his best son. Matter <laughs> of fact, <laughs> <laughs> that's Shaquille O'Neal. I'm his best son. Plantar fasciitis. What does it sound like? It sounds like Chardet. What does it look like? It looks like Daryl Dawkins. How do we deal with it? At 8.15, Dr. Mark Weissman's going to teach us what it's like when your foot is killing you because you're ripping the horizontal from the vertical. What does it sound like? This is what it sounds like when that guitar squeaks. This is Charday by your side from Lover's Rock, the year 2000. I could listen to this all day long. Listen to the squeak. There it is. Stuart Matthewman. That's her guitar player. And her saying, don't, don't make it nice. Life is rough. Keep it in the song. This song made such an impression on me. Like Michelangelo, deciding 500 years ago to not finish the sculpture with his hammer and chisel. Now, it's done. He invents Impressionism. He invents abstract art. He takes the commission fee for the work. And you would say the sculpture was unfinished. It's raw. He knew it was finished, even though he didn't polish it. That's what Chardet is doing. That's what plantar fasciitis is. 
It's this unfinished rawness rather than a smooth insertion of the fascia into the bone. How to treat it, what to do about it, what is it? We'll learn at 8.15. Coming up next, I'm going to open the clinic. I want to take you into surgery. What a week I had. Beautiful surgeries I did this week. Yesterday, a fascinating anterior cruciate ligament in a skier rebuilding her knee. Great knee surgery I did. Such deformity. I love it when I go in pre-op and I introduce, okay, I'm going to write a yes on the correct knee. Two of the patients yesterday said, and don't forget, Dr. Clavy, you have to do my other knee in six months. Because I'm not a big fan of doing them both at the same time. Tony Danz, I did both at the same time. But I think you should do one at a time. It's easier. But we'll get into it. What I found in what I found in surgery this week and how to help you, the weekend warrior out. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show every Saturday morning. You, me, and Steve Paulette. Thanks for joining. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly hear Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers' aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. My mother is felling in heaven right now when you say that. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, Renaissance <laughs> man, surfing, sculptor, smoother. Gee, Lord have mercy. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Listen to her voice. They put her on stage because she's beautiful. She was a fashion model in art school, and her friends decided to create a band. Why don't you just stand in front, sing? best as you can until we find a real singer. That's what they told her. And then this came out of her mouth. <laughs> That's when she correctly realized, uh, I don't think I need you guys. I'm going to make my own band. Mm. It's hypnotizing. Sharday, S-A-D-E. Madom. All right, I'll take you into the operating room, but first, let's do some calls. The clinic's open. The number's 877-710-ESPN, and I have another bit of news. We've made ClapperVision t-shirts, and they're in a surf shop because the t-shirt itself is a classic type of shirt from the 60s. Oh, and the color is beautiful, and the band that goes across your chest... Long sleeve like I like it. They only have a few. They're going to sell out like no time. But you can go there. Go there today. Val Surf in the Valley. And they have a website too. But they're only going to be in one of their stores. Val Surf on Whitsit by Riverside. Their oldest store. Ask for Brandon Richards. Tell him Dr. Clapper sent you. Everybody's going to stop you. Go, where'd you get that Clapper Vision t-shirt? 
And Father's Day, Mother's Day's coming up. We got people who need that shirt. And I think I'll give the proceeds to the Ronald McDonald House. Something like that. All right, let's take some calls. The lines are all lit up. Steve Paulette, let's go to Olivia. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? You there? Hi, Mr. Clapper. Hi, Olivia. How are you? How young are you? And what do you do for a living? I am doing great, and I am 60 years old. Wow, 60 years old. And I am a a nanny slash uh, caregiver for older people. You sound like a teenager. Good for you, Olivia. Yes, I feel like a teenager, but Dr. Clapper. Wait, I got to know one thing. Where's your family from? What did your father do for a living? What your mother do for a living? Tell me about yourself. Uh, my, I'm from originally from uh, Guatemala in Central America. Oh, wow. wow. And my parents were farmers. So I grew up in a farm until I was 13 and a half. With animals like milking the cow, goats? What, what happened on this farm? Yes, my father, um, he grew uh, corn and potatoes, and we have cows, and we have sheep, and wow. so my mother made the cheese for us, so we ate the, uh, when we go back to visit now, we still eat the cheese that they made at home, because one of my sisters still live there. Oh my God. So How yes, beautiful. I have an amazing childhood, and I'm having an amazing all the years here in the States. I love this country, and I love your show, Dr. Clapper. <laughs> I've been listening for a long, long time. <laughs> and uh, I love your stories when you first came to L.A., I guess, because I love California. That yep. I love stories when, when you came to UCLA, and then you went back, and you came back, and I enjoy all your stories. Uh, don't ask me what is my favorite one because there's so many that I will not come up with one. You know what I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna say to you right now, Olivia. Yes, I'm I lo- I love you. Oh, I love you, Doctor Clapper. I follow you on Facebook, and I love. I watch every week. Where did you go? And I'm a hiker. And so I understand your passion for for something because I have a passion for hiking. So um, I think that. But I love your show. But this time I'm calling about my nephew. You're you're such a kind-hearted person, Olivia. You're not even oh, calling about yourself. You're calling about your nephew. You're unbelievable. God bless you. There's a there's a mother Teresa. In my opinion, there's a mother Olivia. You're like right up there. Thank you. God bless you. Oh, my goodness. You made my day, Dr. Clapper. (laughs) It's such a pleasure to talk to you. Tell me, how can I help you? How can I help your nephew? What happened to him? How old is he and what's happening? My nephew is 45 or 46. I don't remember exactly, but it's 45. Uh, He has a problem with his knee, and he's been hurting like a lot. um, His right knee. And so he had been to the doctors before, and lately he went to the doctor, and they told him that he they were going to give him the um, with, with the X-ray that uh, that they were going to give him a shot. No, on, but I have learned from you that that's a no-no. Correct. Did you tell him so no? I, so I told him, and I say ask for MRI. So he had the MRI done, and after the MRI is done, the doctor has said that his two options are still surgery or um, or the cortisone shot no. to go to the chiropractic to right. get it better. So he has a tear in his, in his right knee. So and this is what I want to do, Olivia. First of all, what's his name? Vitalio. He needs to be a grown-up and not have his aunt making phone calls for him. He needs to yes. call... Yeah. Dr. Clapper, I have to defend my nephew because the reason I'm calling is because he's not fluent in English. Oh. 
and that's the reason why. So I want you to do me a favor. You need to get a hold of the piece of paper that has the report of the MRI, okay? Yes, I do have it with me. Good. You have it in front of you? Yes. All right. Look at the piece of paper and look at the area on the paper that says impression. Do you see that? Yes. Read slowly and I will translate in clapper vision what is going on because he's 45 years old. I sincerely doubt it is only the meniscus. It's only the, the linoleum. I suspect that he has damaged termites in the wood under the linoleum in addition to the meniscus, which is the linoleum with a clap revision. So read sentence by slowly, and then, then I'll interrupt you and explain. So go ahead. Impression. What does it say next? Okay. Impression. For the first line, it says medial Menisco tear. Okay, so that's the linoleum in the floor in the kitchen. He has a he has a crack in the linoleum. Next sentence. Uh, it says articular cartilage thinning in the medial uh-huh. femoral compartment. That's right. So here's the here's what that means. It thinning of the articular cartilage is the wood. It's the floorboards. So he not only has already damage to the surface, the meniscus, the linoleum, he already has damage to the wood termites underneath. It's like telling me my brakes are squeaking, Dr. Clapper. The mechanic says he wants to give me a new brake pad, but another mechanic says, you know what? The rotor is cracked. Are you going to let them put give you new brake pads if the rotor's already cracked? Are you going to let them give you new linoleum if the wood is rotten underneath? No. So I don't want them doing surgery to take away the only cushion he has left, even if it's not a perfect meniscus. At least it's something. This is different than a 25-year-old who has no trouble with the wood underneath, who has no trouble with the thinning of the articular cartilage, and it truly is just the meniscus. That's a different story. So the same injury, two different age groups, makes a world of difference to a doctor, to a surgeon. And if you pump it up with cortisone, what does that do? It's like meat tenderizer. It's not solving the problem. Yeah, it makes it numb. Oh, I feel better temporarily. But it stays in the knee joint, and it actually is not good for the good structures and ruins them in the long run. So no, no shots into this guy's knee. Now, the visual can be, You have a blister. It hurts. What do you do with a blister in your hand? You keep rubbing it. Why? Even though it hurts, the blister becomes a callus. So your nephew needs to buy himself a birthday present, a stationary bike. Your nephew, half an hour, three days a week, he's not going to be better in a week or two, should start riding a bike a half an hour, three days a week. He's not going to be better in a week. Let him do it for a month. If he is still having pain... I need to know about it, but I can assure you he will for the first time start to feel better. No treadmill, no lunges, no squats, no stair machine, no weights for the legs. I'd love the bike. I'd love him to walk in a pool. I don't know if that's possible for him with COVID and all the rest of it, but the bike would be a great first start for him. I need him to do that and not let them give him a shot and he's not having surgery. Capiche? 
Capiz, Dr. Plopper, thank you so much. All I right. think I understand now because I've been telling him that, but I was thinking that maybe the surgery, but definitely not the shot. But, uh, now, Olivia, I've just not only helped you, because I really didn't help you. You're just a beautiful person. But I helped your nephew. Uh-huh. So you tell your nephew. He needs to find a total stranger today himself and do something nice for them. That's how he will be thanking me. Okay, thank you so much, Dr. Clapper. One last question. In how in how long uh, will he see a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, uh, take, get better, like with about three months, six yes, months? Yes, two to three months. If he, he should be better in two to three months. It's going to take a little bit of time. It's not going to be right away, but he will get better. And Olivia, I want you to ask him this question. Ask him how in Spanish you say the word wife, and he will say esposa. Then ask him, then ask him when the police arrest you and put handcuffs on you, in Spanish, what are those called? That's exactly right. <laughs> Whoever invented the Spanish language that made wife and handcuffs the same word, gotta love that guy. <laughs> God bless you, Olivia. Thank you so much for being a loyal fan. I appreciate what you're doing for your beautiful nephew. It's really remarkable, and I love it. Passing the goodwill all around. Thank you so much, Dr. Clapper. Okay. I even have my daughter reading your book because I know you You said you wrote the two books, so yep. my daughter is reading the good, book, good. Uh, Healing Your Knee. Uh, and I, I'm so grateful for your show and for all your kindness, and uh, thank you. you for making the show so fun. Uh, you're the best. Thank I, you so much, you. Olivia. You made my day calling in. All right, Warriors, what a pleasure to talk to Olivia. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here every Saturday morning on 710 ESPN. Get smart. Just what are you getting at? Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Like this. Medical advice from Cedar Sinai, head of orthopedic surgery. Are you kidding? With a far rockaway attitude and a little drizzle of mozzarella. Well, it's important to me. Search Weekend Warrior in the space bar. Like this. And click on Doc's picture. I see. Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Google the Guggenheim. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. You're listening to Charday. Mm. Lovers Rock. Wow. Plantar fasciitis. You want to hear what it sounds like? It's the squeaking of the guitar. Who's our guitar player? Stuart Matthewman. Mm. The number is 877-710-ESPN. Clinic's open. Let's go. The line's lit up. Let's go to Deirdre. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hi, Dr. Clapper. I don't know what you were saying in the last segment because I was just getting in my car and turned on the radio. Mm-hmm. But I have arthritis in my right knee. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I was told a year ago. The pain went away and mm-hmm. now it's back again and it's killing me. Do not I, let him shoot you with cortisone, Deidre. 
Well, that's how I, what I heard you saying that that's how I started when in my right ankle when I was about 40. I'm 60 now because I used to run all the time. Mm. So I was getting a lot of pain in my right ankle. So I started getting cortisone shots and it felt so good to be able to run after the cortisone shots. Deirdre, what do you do for a living? Uh, I, I walk a lot. I'm like a male, a male runner at, at my company. Okay. I worked for the post office for 30 years and then I retired and I'm, I still work with mail. My dad worked in the post office as uh, also as a carpenter, but he worked in, before there was zip codes. Can you imagine? I used to go as a kid, I would go visit him and he'd be in front of this giant cubby holes with a stack of letters in his hand and he memorized like all the little towns and he'd be putting them in all the little slots without zip codes. Can you imagine? Yes, that's how I used to do also. Wow. For 30 years. God bless you. And- well, you so put I a lot you put a lot of miles on that on the cartilage in your knee. Okay, so let me yeah. ask you a question. You're a smart woman. Let me ask you a question. If you go to the doctor with a bad cough, <laughs> you're coughing, <laughs> you're coughing. And the and your doctor says, "Deirdre, you want to stop coughing? Here's some Robitussin." Oh, thank you. I feel so much better. Like the cortisone shot that made my ankle numb. I feel better. Are you going to let them give you Robitussin if you're coughing because you got pneumonia? Pneumonia is bacteria in your lungs causing the cough. You're not going to get better with Robitussin. You need antibiotics to kill the infection so you stop coughing. You need to fix the problem so that you stop having pain. Now, does that mean you have to have surgery? No. If you can make the muscles, the quadriceps, the hamstring, the muscles that are above your knee joint, the calf muscles below the knee joint stronger, then you got a better shock absorber. Less stress goes in the joint and you can live happily ever after with arthritis in your knee. I love the pool. I love the bike. There's a book I wrote with Lindy Yui called Heal Your Knees. You need to get a copy, Deirdre. Buy yourself a present. Get the book. Read it. Stop doing treadmill, lunges, squats, stair machines, or weights. Don't let them stick you with needles. And if still you persist in having pain, then you'll need to come see me and I will help you. But be holistic first. Don't do pills. Don't do shots. There's no shampoo growing hair on top of my head. So when they tell you they can grow more cartilage, as we say in New York, forget about it. The bicycle is great. So, but what is, can I do for the pain, though? I mean, I, they gave me this cream, and it's not working. Yeah, you're going to get the pain to go take an Advil temporarily until you get stronger. Half an hour, three days a week, belly button high water. You walk forwards and backwards in a pool. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, you ride your stationary bike for a half an hour. Buy yourself a birthday present. Look how hard you worked your whole life. Do you have a stationary yeah. bike in your house? No, but There I, you go. So, I, you don't need a Peloton. You don't need a pellet. Forget about going to the gym. My favorite, and I don't work for the company, I just, and that gives me the freedom to tell you whatever I feel like telling you, which is great. Get yourself a Schwinn, S-C-H-W-I-N-N, a Schwinn spinning bike. Why a spinning bike? Because then you can stand up and your tush doesn't hurt. You can stand up on it, it won't tip over. It'll cost you a few hundred dollars. I don't even know how much they cost. Get one. You don't need a Peloton. You, you can get one yeah. a Peloton if you want. 
but get a, a stationary bike, a spinning bike in your house three days a week. The Lakers are going to be on TV. You get That's to be right. the sixth man for a half an hour. Do you think I like after standing all day in the operating room or seeing patients? Do I really want to go home and ride a stationary bike? No, I hate it. But guess what? I got no choice because if you don't, you will start to fall apart and you're 60. Yeah. You know, as we say yeah. at Cedars, you have altacocaritis, which is not a medical term. It's a Yiddish term for I'm getting older. But you know what? Bottom line. But Deirdre, what a beautiful <laughs> thing it is to get older. Look at how much smarter you are. Be strong. But yeah. be, look how smart you are. In two seconds, you could figure out, I like this person, I hate this person. When you were True. 30, you couldn't figure that out. But when you're 60, trust me, life is much easier. <laughs> right? Thank you. Thank All right. you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Bye -bye. Thanks for listening, Deirdre. Have a good, safe trip. Talk to you later. All right. All right, young lady. All right, Warriors. Wow. I am just so excited to listen to Charday, who means a lot to me because she makes my life in the operating room so much easier. I'll tell you a quick story. For whatever reason, I had to go to the Four Seasons Hotel in Beverly Hills for a meeting. And as I'm running through the hotel to get to the meeting, who do I see? In the lobby. Because it's the Four Seasons, I guess. I don't know. He must have been visiting. I saw Eric Clapton sitting there. And I'm not going to go up to Eric Clapton, who's minding his own business. But Eric Clapton means a lot to me. Because indirectly, he settles the operating room down that I work in. And do thousands, 16,000 surgeries at Cedars all these years. He's a big part of it, like Charday is a big part of adding to the world I work in. And I actually went up to Eric Clapton. He could see me coming. He thought he was, you know, off to the corner of, of the room. And I went up to him and I go, Eric Clapton, I'm Dr. Clapper. He shook, I put my hand, he shook my hand, and I said, I just want to thank you for all that you do that you don't even realize. I know you write songs and you sing, but your audience benefits in the operating room. Surgical patients, my surgical patients, benefit from you. And he looked at me like, well, I didn't realize the songs that I'm make, making are going there. And he thanked me. That's what I'd love. If I met Charday one day, that would be the exact same thing I'd say to her. You go, girl. Keep doing what you're doing because you're special. And you enrich the world that I live in and indirectly help thousands of patients because you quiet the room down and take the tension out of a surgical suite. I, I, I couldn't thank her enough. I put on Twitter yesterday, when I was in pre-op yesterday, the nurses put up on their chalkboard something that Maya Angelou wrote. Okay, the nurses wrote this yesterday in Cedars as kind of a motivational thing on the board. Maya Angelou, one of the greatest authors, she wrote, they may forget your name, but they will never forget how you made them feel. It just stopped me in my tracks in pre-op yesterday, and I put it on Twitter. 
people, you can make a huge difference. And people don't have to know your name. The Bible says when you give, give anonymously. You don't have to have your name on the building. That's why I tell you, find a total stranger. They don't need to know your name. Do something nice for them. Makes the world a better place. Coming up next, we're going to tell some stories. Stories about when the horizontal meets the vertical. The challenge of that. In your foot, it's painful. It's called plantar fasciitis. The horizontal fascia meeting the vertical heel bone, the calcaneus. And in art, it's the squeaking of Chardet's song, By My Side. And in sports, it's Daryl Dawkins in 1979 breaking the backboard for the very first time. The horizontal hoop, rim, meeting the backboard. Where else do we talk like this but on the Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. It's good to be king, right King James? Absolutely. And good to be courtly friends on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. I love it. Be treated like medical royalty with Clappervision. Clappervision. Feast like a monarch on Doc's delectable finds. There we go. And that far rockaway jester humor. <laughs> Search Weekend Warrior and click on Doc's regal picture. Cool. <laughs> Sound the trumpets. No cortisone, alchemy, or leeches here. Everything's good. Bow, curtsy, like or follow the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. That makes me happy. Cheers.